this is Retiring Today, the podcast that guides you to and through retirement. I'm Molly Nelson, host of the podcast, here with Rochelle Smith. She is the producer of our podcast. And Anna Marie Morrow, she's the director of Medicare at Merkel Retirement Planning. And Medicare is what we want to focus on today. Original Medicare covers many medical expenses and hospital services, but some of the things it doesn't cover might surprise you. Today, we want to talk about eight things that aren't covered by Medicare and some of the solutions for paying for these healthcare expenses as you move to and through retirement. Anne-Marie Morrow, Medicare is something that you live and breathe. So you've, you've read the literature, you stay up to date on the latest from the government, and you sit down with people, you talk about it all the time, and there's still some surprises when it comes to what's covered and what's not. Exactly. You know, original Medicare is the first two letters of the alphabet, A and B, and it was not created to be a retiree sole form of health care. And so people are shocked. Well, why do I need uh, this extra supplement plan? I'm paying for Part B. What, what, what are all these other things I'm seeing infomercials for? Well, these options, these supplements need to supplement original Medicare and B. So let's talk about what's A and B, right? So original Medicare, part A, you've already paid for it. I don't like to say that it's free because you've put in the time and the effort. Uh, as long as you and your spouse, you or your spouse, has worked the qualified number of years, you have paid for it. So there's a $0 monthly premium. Part B, it's everything outside of the hospital. So these are going to be your physical therapy visits, doctor's visits, clinics, drugs administered within a clinic. And there is a monthly premium associated with that. And that is based on your income from two years previously. And there's a lot of gaps. I mean, you have, if you're admitted to the hospital, you'll have your daily co-pays, but there's no out-of-pocket max. If you need to go to a doctor's office, you'll pay 20%. Medicare pays 80, but there's no out-of-pocket max. There's all these gaps, which is why we have more letters of the alphabet to come in and fill those gaps. And the more you know about the gaps, I think the better decision you can make about your health care moving to and through retirement. And that's what you help the families and individuals that we work with do. You sit down and say, okay, here's what's going to be covered. Let's talk a little bit about your current needs. Let's talk about maybe your projected needs. Of course, no one knows exactly what their health care needs are going to be over the next 20 or 30 years, but you can lay out the options for them and help them make really good decisions about what they're going to need in addition to original Medicare. That's right. As we meet with the families or individuals that, you know, we're putting together these comprehensive retirement plans, a lot of the conversation is about their risk appetite, you know, making that, making that paradigm shift from being in your accumulation years and then moving into those retirement years. It takes that different mindset and that risk assessment, that risk tolerance will also apply to what supplement you might be comfortable with as well, whether that's a traditional route with our, which are all those letter plans or the advanced plan, um, either way, the gaps will be filled, but completely different from one another that you might not be comfortable going one way or the other. And certain services like we're going to talk about aren't covered on one plan like they are on another. Let's get into some of these things, the eight things that Medicare doesn't pay for. Again, we're talking about original Medicare. That's parts A and B. Number one is opticians and eye exams. So original Medicare does cover the expenses like cataract surgery, but it doesn't cover routine eye exams, glasses, or contact lenses. That's right. Original Medicare, it does not cover anything outside of anything medically 
necessary, like cataract surgery. So that's a medically necessary surgery, but your routine eye exams, glasses, lenses, that's kind of, you're, you're up to it on your own to figure out how to fill in that gap. That's one of those gaps. And you talk about a paradigm shift. In our working years, most people are fortunate enough at their company to have vision insurance. So we're familiar with the model. I get to get X amount of per, uh, contacts per year and I can put X towards my glasses. So when you get into retirement, you've got to kind of figure out, do I need vision in, insurance? Am I going to pay for this out of pocket or is it included in one of these, these supplements? Exactly. So when you look at the supplement options, your your basic distinction here is between two supplement options. Your traditional Medicare, which is all of the lettered plans you hear about, F, G, K, N. And the reason why there's so many letters is each letter fills in different gaps. But again, it's just for medical. So even when you have that supplement in place, it's still not going to cover your routine eye exams, there's no allowance for glasses or lenses or contact lenses. But then the Advantage plans that we're seeing all the infomercials about, all these celebrities, all the bells and whistles, a lot of those do include that as part of the plan. Um, one has a set monthly premium every month. The other might not, or it's very low. Um, the difference is you're entitled to the same medical care. It's just the exact opposite in how you pay for these. So that's why when we talk about risk tolerance is knowing what your options are and what would make you more comfortable. So if you do go the traditional route and your coverage for those routine eye exams, lenses aren't covered, then you have to think about, okay, well, then that's another premium I'm going to need to pay in order to fill that gap coverage. Now let's talk about Anne-Marie's favorite book. Medicare and you. That was like my um, audiobook recording <laughs> I was voice. waiting for the reading to happen. Anne-Marie, can you start with page one? <laughs> Buckle up, everybody. Because uh, the reading material is going to be about as boring as this voice is. But it's not boring to Anne-Marie Morrow because you read this handbook and a lot of the people that are listening that are moving to and through retirement, if they haven't gotten this handbook yet, they will. So, so lay it out there for us. Should we read it? Is it worth our time or what do you think? I'll tell you what, it's such mixed reviews. I have some people come to me and they bring this book with them and they're like, oh, okay, I know exactly that this is covered and this is covered and this isn't, so I need this kind of plan. But then I do have to say most often than not, they bring this book and they're like, I have never been more confused in my life. I love this book. I think it is a great read. Rochelle's laughing. Of course you do. (laughs) How many pages of fun reading is it, Rochelle? It's 124 pages. (laughs) beautiful. So if you are listening to this and you are Medicare eligible, you're on Medicare, you know that you are getting this Medicare and you handbook every year. They send you this updated version and it's pretty intimidating looking. It's, it's thick, it's big. If you don't know what I'm talking about and you haven't received this book, you can go to medicare.gov. Just type in the search bar, Medicare and you, and you can download a PDF. Um, and it's great information just to show you the separate puzzle pieces, right? It will tell you, okay, this, this is covered. The fine print on this, you know, basic cataract surgery is covered, but routine eye exams not covered. So it really breaks down the differences in what's what's covered and what's not and what to be prepared for. And they do update this every year. So it's a good tool to have in your back pocket as long as you don't let it, you know, 
rile your feathers and make you more confused than you need to be. That's what we are for is we're able to streamline information that is pertinent to your situation, your healthcare needs and goals as you go throughout retirement. And I bring up the handbook because it leads into number two on our list of eight things that original Medicare doesn't pay for, and that's hearing aids. Leave it to the government. They're always changing things up. That's, again, what keeps us on our toes here at Merkel Retirement Planning. They've recently added some important information about hearing aids. But let me tell you what uh, kind of the basics on this. Medicare covers ear-related medical conditions, but original Medicare and Medigap plans don't pay for routine hearing tests or hearing aids. That's right. That's another, if you go the traditional Medicare supplement, Plan G, Plan K, Plan N, that's going to be a separate monthly premium to have this coverage. And even then, I mean, the allowance they give you for hearing aids can be really, really small depending on on where you go because hearing aids are pretty pricey. Um, But then under Advantage plans, depending on the Advantage plan, that could be a richer benefit for for that type of coverage. But you'll find in the Medicare New Handbook, they did do a recent update to what's covered under Original Medicare. And it sounds great when you read the first line of it, right? It says, you can see an an audiologist once every 12 months without an order from a doctor or other healthcare provider. So that's sounding pretty good, right? Assuming they're saying they'll cover that visit for you, okay? Exactly. I feel like a butt is coming. (laughs) (laughs) But... You are correct. But only for non-acute hearing conditions like hearing loss that occurs over many years and for diagnostic services related to hearing loss that's treated with surgically implanted hearing devices. So you can see that still leaves a big wide gap that you need to consider filling that in with the supplement. Yeah, speaking of hearing loss over many years, I feel like if you're in your 50s or 60s, you've lived 50 or 60 years, so I could make a pretty strong argument that that hearing loss has, you know, slowly happened over time. So there does leave a lot of question marks there. Yeah, a lot of fine print, a lot of fine print and holes to fill for sure. Number three on our list, dental work. Original Medicare and Medigap policies do not cover dental care, such as routine checkups or big ticket items, including dentures and root canals. And how expensive are those? I've heard (laughs) they're very expensive. My husband is getting a root canal tomorrow. And crowns, crowns are what, $1,200 if not more? It's just Mm -hmm. insane. So yeah, Medicare New Handbook, what does it tell us about that? There's actually a big asterisk next to most dental care as not included. But what does that mean, most dental care? Well, again, it comes down to surgeries, right? So here's the fine print on that. Original Medicare may pay for some dental services before or as part of certain related medical procedures, like before certain cardiac or organ transplant procedures. So again, nothing about preventative care, like your cleanings, cavities, x-rays, nothing about dental coverage in there goes to that. Tell me how this works. Let's say you make an assumption about a procedure that's paid for. You go in and you have the root canal and then you get stuck with the $1,200 bill. You can't go back and retroactively add dental care or one of these supplement plans. No, and I'm glad you brought that up about dental because if you have a lapse of dental insurance of more than 63 days, and then let's say something happens and you need to get this done, and then you're like, oh, I need, I don't have dental insurance or it's not covered a part of Medicare, so now I need to get dental insurance there's actually a 12-month waiting period for anything major restorative. So even if you get this, if you're going in for your root canal procedure on a Friday and Tuesday, you're like, okay, I need dental insurance. 12 months, you have to wait for the plan to kick in. So if you need this procedure 
typically you're in a lot of pain. You don't have yeah. 12 months to wait for something like that. Oh yeah. You're paying for it. You're absolutely paying for it. So this is just, this goes back to just make sure you're set up for success every year, you know, should, should the worst happen and you need something done and you're on just original Medicare, be aware of what is not covered and how you can, what's the best way to mitigate that risk so that you're not left with the unexpected cost moving into the next year. And I hear you saying mitigate risks, be aware, have a plan. And that is exactly what every aspect of what we try to help people that are moving to and through retirement do is. Uh, We're talking about just Medicare today, but, and you're going to reference it several times. I know you will, Anna Marie, because it's, it's ingrained in you. It's all part of a bigger plan. Medicare is a piece of a bigger plan. So the bigger plan is what we talk about all the time on this podcast. You can see some aspects of that if, if you scroll into the episodes we've done. But a really great way to see how Medicare fits together with income planning and tax planning and investment is our online journey to retirement workshop. This is something you can do on your own time in your own space. The comfort of your home is learn about a comprehensive plan and see this couple. We take a couple on a journey to retirement and, and help them build a comprehensive plan. So it's not only Anne Marie that's going to be on this uh, workshop. It's going to be Sean and Lauren, two of our retirement planners here. And you can sign up for this at retirewithmerkel.com. We're going to put that link in the show notes. But this is a great way, Anna Marie, sign up for this, dedicate a couple of hours, and you're going to get a really clear picture of how this all works together uh, to, to start your journey to retirement. Yeah, when you think about healthcare for the first time, you're not necessarily thinking, oh, well, now I have to go back and look at my income planning. What's my investment planning, tax planning? That's not where the mind goes, but actually it's amazing to see the overlap and how decisions you make within one component can guide you to the decisions that you're making in another. So with income planning, if we implement certain strategies or with investments, we implement certain strategies and ideas, then we can influence what our Part B in Medicare premium could be. So we see this overlap all the time to where it's supporting people and not having to worry about making those siloed decisions, which let's be honest, that's, that's pretty stressful when we have to, if we think about, you know, one thing here, I have to make this decision here. I have to make this decision. But when you look at the overall plan, it guides you to like say, oh, I should do this because of this, or I know I'm set up for success here because we did this type of planning previously. You can also see in the online journey to retirement workshop how what happens in Washington really impacts all of this because Medicare, as you uh, have said, the federal government makes a lot of the rules. Congress makes a lot of the rules. Well, guess what else Congress does? They make the rules about Social Security. They make the rules about tax brackets and all that stuff is constantly changing. So I think in the journey to retirement workshop, you can see how hey, what if tax brackets did this? How would I want to change my retirement plan? What if Medicare premiums were like this? So again, there's a lot of uh, unknowns as you go into retirement. You might be feeling that right now as we talk about trying to pay for healthcare, but I also think you'll see in this online journey to retirement workshop that there are some things you can control and there's just some real real power in that. And there's real power in, in knowing what to expect. So that's why we want to talk about eight things that aren't covered by Medicare. Next on our list, number four, overseas care. Original Medicare, there's no coverage for medical costs incurred outside of the U.S. One of the common questions that I receive when we're going through supplement options uh, one on a one-on-one basis is I hear, I want to travel. We want to travel. We have this time together. What does that look like? What can I expect as far as coverage goes overseas? So overseas, of course, Original Medicare, you're not going to have any coverage. But when you look at the individual, the supplement options, um, 
you know, for example, Plan G, you have some coverage overseas, a $50,000 lifetime benefit, which isn't that much over the course of a lifetime. Doesn't have to be emergency expenses too? Yep. Yep. And then looking at the Advantage plan, depending on the Advantage plan, all Advantage plans are so different and they vary between each county. So there's no blanket statement saying they all cover this because they don't. Um, But a lot of them we're seeing are starting to include emergency coverage uh, and urgent care services worldwide. Uh, just just be aware of what that is before you go on a trip. I mean, we're never going to not want probably travel insurance, but um, but there is some coverage, and we do actually see that improving every year within those supplement options. Number five, cosmetic surgery. Medicare doesn't generally cover elective cosmetic surgery such as facelifts or tummy tucks. It will cover cosmetic surgery in the event of an accidental injury or if needed after another treatment such as reconstruction following a mastectomy. Yeah, I actually just met with a family of ours and she had undergone a mastectomy a number of years ago um, and has prosthetics for that and she's moving to Medicare and that was the first question she had. And yes, she does have coverage for the basic prosthetic. So just the basic. And she actually had tried that out and complained of how uncomfortable that was. Um, So she did need to upgrade what she paid out of pocket for. So yeah, in the Medicare New Handbook, it does say that it does cover these certain things uh, surgically, um, prosthetics for different reconstruction, but just know that if you want something more comfortable, more fitted to you and your lifestyle, you could pay a lot more out of pocket than originally thought. Do you find that sometimes people maybe if they know that some of this is coming for a variety of reasons, does it make sense to maybe work a little bit longer? Because are you finding that a lot of what isn't covered by Medicare and B may be covered by their employer's uh, healthcare plan? I find that more often than not in the drug coverage. When we look at a Medicare Part D drug card or the drug card within an Advantage plan, for those specialty drugs, those higher tiered medications, a lot of times, it's a depending on what it is, it's covered on the employer group plans either completely or a lot better than what we're finding on Medicare. So that's where I would see the most, uh, the most biggest question mark of does it make sense to move to Medicare yet. As far as medical goes, though, uh, not considering the drug card, I do find that the supplements have become more and more comprehensive to where it's a great idea medically to go ahead and move over to Medicare because your monthly premiums are typically a lot less than they are on the employer group plan. Um, But that's why we always want to look at those medications and do that cost analysis to to at least help you realize what your costs will be and be prepared for moving before making that decision. Number six, chiropractic care. Original Medicare does not cover most chiropractic services or tests that a chiropractor orders, maybe like x-rays. Part B does pay for one manual manipulation (laughs) of the spine by a chiropractor to correct a vertebral subluxation. I'm not sure if I'm saying those medical mouthful. Yeah. Those (laughs) medical terms quite right. But basically they're saying chiropractors not covered. No, but they cover one. (laughs) Just just like one adjustment. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, that'll set you right forever, right? I mean, of course. <laughs> wouldn't, we let, wouldn't that be great? Oh, my goodness. You know, I used to work for chiropractors years ago, and Medicare does not treat, and this goes for dentists as well, Medicare does not recognize or cover 
chiropractic care, dental care as they should. They're not thought of as a medical necessity. And so as the years went on, chiropractors, you'll see more often than not where they've created just their in-house membership. You know, you pay this monthly membership and this will get you this many adjustments, so on and so forth. And they're moving away from billing Medicare because you get one adjustment and the filing of the claims to get approved for that one manipulation, it can really be a nightmare. So again, when talking about the supplement differences, um, the traditional Medigap supplements, the letter plans, you're not going to find chiropractic filling in the gaps care there either. But on the Advantage plan, make that a part of the conversation. If you do want that as part of your regular health care needs, that might you know, turn your head to maybe look at advantage plans and see which ones do cover that chiropractic necessity. And I like what I'm hearing on some level, because I often think of healthcare as I move through my own life or, or retirement as something, I don't know what's coming. I don't know what I'm going to get. Of course, yes, there is an element of that. But some of these things, if you are someone who chiropractic care has been part of your routine for the last however many years, and you know you're going to need it going forward, how, wh- how great to be able to get a plan or get a supplement that covers that as you move through retirement. Yeah, we hear a lot of you know big praises toward that. Because like I mentioned, Advantage plans... Uh, you're entitled to the same care medically, but what's great is they add all these extra benefits. And we do see them within the Des Moines Metro getting better every year to expand on the services that people are saying they're wanting. So we get feedback and we share that with these private carriers to say, hey, these are what these Medicare beneficiaries want and expect out of their care. And more often times they will implement it either the next year or the following year to respond to this demographic who's needing this care. That leads beautifully to into number seven on the list of things that original Medicare doesn't cover, and that's massage therapy. Yeah, there's no fine print. There's nothing for <laughs> massage therapy. Zip, zero, zilch. So your, your lovely reading material there does not yeah. cover massage therapy, except for to say not on the list. But again, a lot of people, I think, could make the case that for them, this is part of their healthcare routine and really offers them a lot of benefits and, and pain relief. A hundred percent it does. Again, look at Advantage plans. Um, some will carry it. Some will offer uh, a certain number of them toward you. But yeah, if that's a important to you, make that a part of our discussion when narrowing down the plans available to you. And obviously in the private or employer-sponsored healthcare plan, we're not accustomed to massage therapy generally being covered. So people are used to paying out of pocket. So I guess that transition, not maybe as jarring as you move into retirement. Yeah. And, and also something to think about too, it depends on where you go for the massage therapy. If you go to a physical therapy clinic, chiropractic clinic, a lot of times they can try to file a, a claim as part of medical care. Um, but I mean, otherwise at your studios where they offer massage massages, um, it's, it's not going to, you're, they're not going to have any claims filing. Number eight, nursing home care. Medicare pays for some limited stays in rehab facilities. For example, like if you have a hip replacement and you need inpatient care, but if you become sick or frail and have to move to assisted living or nursing home, Medicare won't cover custodial costs. And I looked up the most recent, uh, national average. This is a number from 2021 assisted living $4,500 a month. That's a na- nationwide average. We know we have listeners from all over the country. A private room in a nursing home can cost about 
$9,000 a month. Yeah, These so expensive. staggering numbers. Yeah. And Medicare is not going to cover any of the costs. No, nothing long-term care. You know, going back to the beginning of that, Medicare pays for limited stays in rehab facilities. These are the most heartbreaking phone calls I get. And these phone calls are from the children of Medicare beneficiaries or siblings where they're telling me, my my dad or my mom they're they're now in this care facility and they're just on original medicare and they have a drug card they don't have any supplement and and we're getting all these bills you know a and b you go into the hospital and it tells you you know you have a daily copay there's a deductible i think for the first so many days you have this deductible of you know a thousand plus dollars what they don't tell you the fine print on that is that deductible is not for a whole year it's on a 60-day rotating deductible and then after you hit those first 60 days then you have co-pays of over 360 dollars per day then when you get to another level it goes even higher than that there's no out-of-pocket maximum but then let's say you go home and then 61 days go by and you're readmitted it starts all over again. Thousand bucks right away. Yeah, it starts all over again. Those are the most heartbreaking phone calls. Is there is no end to what is coming out of their pocket. Now, in cases where people do have a supplement, this is where you want to really take a look at what you're comfortable risk-wise. Because if you're on the traditional Medigap, a lettered plan like Plan G, for example, your max out of pocket for that calendar year is whatever the Part B deductible is. So there's a lot of words I just said there. So basically, in 2023, your max out of pocket on a traditional Medigap Plan G is just $226. So if you go into a rehab facility or a skilled nursing or hospital and you're racking up these copays, your max out of pocket is only $226. You're done. Nothing right? Else. You're done. You pay a monthly premium for Plan G, but then just very little on the back end. On the Advantage plan, it's the exact opposite of that. You know, nothing to or very little on the front end for premium, but then you're paying copays up until you you do have an out-of-pocket max, but it's a lot more than $226. So that's where we get into what your risk tolerance is within your overall retirement plan. You know, because of the income planning, investment planning, the strategies that we've implemented at other components, it can show us, well, what risk can you take and what risk are you comfortable taking within your supplement decision. Speaking of the online journey to retirement workshop, we take questions uh, from from the viewers during that workshop. And one that you got recently, Anne Marie, was do you get penalized for Part D if you're still working and have a drug plan? If you are still working or your spouse is still working and you're covered under their employer group healthcare coverage, and there are more than 20 employees at this place of work, then you have qualified Medicare coverage including your drug card. So it's only the the Part D drug penalty comes into play if you don't elect a drug card at the same time as you've elected your Part B, which you would do when leaving employee group insurance. And what is the penalty? <laughs> Let's talk about this because this, this is amazing. When you Google, do I need a Part D drug card? The literal definition, it's an optional drug program to help mitigate the cost of expensive medication. They call it optional. It's like the second word they use. So then you're thinking, oh, great, I'm 65 or I'm retiring. I'm not, not taking worry medications. About yeah. yeah. Why do I want to pay a monthly premium for something I don't need? Here is why. This penalty you will incur, let's say 20 years down the road, you start taking medications and they start adding up in cost. You're like, yeah, I'll look at a drug card and yeah, I'll elect this drug card. It looks great. It covers all my meds. Well, you will have incurred a 1% penalty for every month, every month, not year, 
that you went without the drug card. And you will have that penalty attached to your monthly premium throughout the duration of your lifetime. 1% of what? The national average for what the monthly premium is for a drug card. So I believe in this year, it's like 36 or $37. So 1% of that, which isn't a whole lot, but when you look at it over not having a drug card over the course of so many years, and then depending on what the national average is in 20 years inflation at that point, you know, who's to say how much that could be as it's attached to another premium. And you told me it was optional. So I didn't, yeah. I didn't, when you say optional to me, I don't think penalty. If I don't do it, I think strictly optional. Exactly. No penalty. Exactly. The words are a little mm-hmm. confusing there. Yep. A little bit. Very, very misleading. There's a lot of fine print. Something I've learned about Medicare and all the puzzle pieces. There was even tinier puzzle pieces called fine print. <laughs> That's really great information and uh, part of some of the questions you can ask after the online journey to retirement workshop. Cause yeah, there's a lot of information there. You're going to have questions. You're going to want to talk specifically about your own situation and, and when you should do things and how you should do things. But I'm telling you this online journey to retirement workshop, it's a great place to get started because Anne Marie, she, she, she's the star of the show, but we've also got some other retirement planners in there. They're going to talk about taxes, investments, more about healthcare and all of the pieces of a retirement puzzle. So that website, again, it's retirewithmerkel.com. Merkel's spelled M-E-R-K-L-E. We will put the link in our show notes. You can choose a time and a date that works for you. Sit down, get comfortable, and start your journey to retirement. We hope that you've learned a lot today from this podcast, and you'll continue subscribing to Retiring Today. Thanks for listening. Merkle Retirement Planning is an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of investments and insurance products to custom suit their goals and objectives. Any information discussed in these shows is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice. Investment advisory services are offered through Elite Retirement Planning, LLC. Insurance services are offered through MRP Insurance, LLC. Overseas uh, overseas coverage. Um, (laughs) sorry. How did my face face throw you off? I can't, you were giving me this like sarcastic, like, Oh, Oh really? I didn't know that. So sorry here. I just won't look at (laughs) it. No, please keep looking at me. That's hilarious. I don't know what you were doing. I have other questions. (laughs) Okay.